The Vape Passion Show, episode 76. In this episode, we're going to talk about an e-juice review of strawberry cotton candy from Zeus Juice, an old-school vape review of the Aspire CF Subohm, a DIY e-juice, slaughter pops from Lost Art Liquids, a battery explosion victim is suing Sony, repurposing your fidget spinners for vaping, and BullCityFlavors.com is now selling community recipe packs. Welcome back to the Bay Passion Show. I'm Alex. This is episode 76. I'm recording this on Sunday, July 2nd. If you're planning on buying a vape product anytime soon and you want to support the show, go to vapepassion.com vendors and buy from one of those links. There are more than 50 popular vendors listed. I'll get a small commission for referring you, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, so I'm recording this on Sunday, but you'll probably listen to it on or after the 4th of July. So for those of you in the US, I hope you have a happy 4th. For those of you not in the US, I hope you have a great Tuesday. Uh, this weekend I went to the Comic-Con in Denver, which is now the third year in the row that I've gone to it. The first year was great, last year was terrible, and this year was amazing. Uh, my brother and I, we, we were so disappointed in the show last year because it was so completely disorganized that people were just walking around angry and confused all day. Even event staff were upset and, and just treating people like crap out of frustration. Well, they must have learned from their mistakes because the whole show was totally rearranged and it was just so much more organized. And I can't think of one big complaint this year. It just went so smoothly. We walked the whole merchandise floor during the morning and got a bunch of comics signed. And I even got a full Lady Mechanica cover drawn for me on a blank white cover from the creator, Joe Benitez. Uh, my brother, is the, he's the big comic book nerd, so this was pretty much all his idea. Um, then we grabbed a special Comic-Con beer, which was called I Am Brute, which is a play on the words of uh, I Am Groot, the phrase from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that was a Bohemian Pilsner from Breckenridge Brewery. It was okay, but I'm not a huge fan of Pilsners in general, but it was good for a Pilsner. Uh, then I bought some nerdy clothes for my family, and then me and my brother, we bought some Magic the Gathering cards. I know, pretty damn nerdy, but we used to play a lot when we were kids, and, and now we like to buy a deck every year at Comic-Con to play a couple of quick games. So we went back to my place, we ate some food, and played some Magic. It really was a, a great day. I was sad not seeing my wife and daughter all day, but it's not like this happens all the time. But I do have to thank my wife wholeheartedly for allowing me to do this once a year. She doesn't listen to this show, but... I still feel the need to thank her. Of course I thanked her in person too, to which she replied, you owe me. But yeah, another fun Comic-Con. Aside from that, nothing much else going on. I took some PTO so that I could have a long 4th of July weekend. I, I can't wait for the fireworks. The 4th of July, the 4th is always one of my favorite holidays. Uh, we plan to go to a big show not far from where I live, so that should be fun. Um, I get a nice show from my home office every night anyway though, because so many people have illegal fireworks over here in my neighborhood. Um, as long as they don't burn my house down, I don't care. So that's that. So let's cover some quick vape news. Uh, first, the flavor ban in San Francisco. That second vote happened, and like it was expected, it was passed. That means this time next year, all e-juice flavors will be banned in San Francisco, even menthol. This is pretty much going to result in all of the vape shops in the city closing down. As far as I understand, residents can still order from outside of the city, so that's good, but this is certainly limiting access to vapors and hurting local businesses. A major vape advocate, Jennifer Berger Coleman, has mentioned via her Instagram page that something is in the works to fight back, but as of now, it looks pretty grim for, for San Francisco. Okay, another quick update. If you're looking for some good vape deals for the 4th of July, check out the sales thread over on Reddit. Just do a search for Independence Day Mega Thread in the Electronic Cigarette subreddit and you should be able to find it. And I'll add a link to the show notes too. There are a lot of really good deals on e-juice, hardware, and DIY stuff. I decided not to buy anything this time, but there's some pretty good deals. Uh, the e-juice deals look the best, but if you're in the market for anything, might as well buy now and save a little bit of money. And one final quick update. 
and I know you're probably getting tired of hearing about this, so I'll, I'll try and keep it quick, but there have been so many stories of the exoskeleton blowing up this week. I've personally received three messages about this in the last week, and I've seen many others online. All three people who contacted me had it blow up in their homes, and fortunately they were around to prevent it from starting a fire. And people are spreading a rumor that Wismek announced a recall, but that's actually not true. It was something that a, a vape shop mentioned, I think, and it, it spread without anyone verifying it. Vaping360 actually reached out to Wismek, who confirmed that there wasn't a recall. Instead, Wismek released an update that they claim will fix the issue. I don't believe that a firmware update will fix the problems with the device, but anyway... I'd say that if you own one of these, take it back for a refund if you can. Okay, so let's move on to the main topics this week. First up, an e-juice review of strawberry cotton candy from Zeus Juice. Zeus e-juice did give this to me for free for the purpose of this review. I met them at a vape convention last year, so they hooked me up with a bunch of their different flavors. This is one of them. They gave me something like eight or nine of them, so I'm just going to try and get through them, finally. So... This is the first one. Zeus E-Juice is based out of St. Petersburg, Florida, so if you live nearby, maybe you can go check them out. They sell 12 mil bottles for $4.99, 30, 30 mils for $11.99, 50 mils for $18.99, and 125 mils for $44.99. You can get nicotine strengths of 0, 3, 6, 12, 18, 24, and 30, so they have a lot of different options there. And you can get them in any VG-PG ratio you want, pretty much, in the range of 100% PG or 75 VG-25 PG. Uh, the bottles I got are 75 VG, 25 PG, and 6 milligrams nicotine. So their description of this says, You will find this cotton candy e-juice brings you into a time when you had a huge stick of cotton candy in your hand, with some of it inevitably sticking to your face. Of course, it's the red cotton candy, not the blue. Try this delicious cotton candy e-juice with a touch of vanilla custard or on its own for the best vaping experience. So let's try it out. Yeah, it sure smells like cotton candy. It smells very sweet. And it just so happened that I actually ate some cotton candy this past weekend. So um, I should have a pretty good idea of what this, if it's going to taste like cotton candy or not. So for this review, I'm using the Goon RDA built at 0.15 ohms, 90 watts on top of the K-Box 200. Well, there's something about that one that I don't like. Um... It has a bit of a strawberry flavor, a little bit. It is sweet, but I don't know. It tastes like a, like the way a, a porto potty smells. Um, not like, not like all the the feces and everything in there. But you know how like a clean porto potty smells. Like all porto potties smell the same. It kind of smells like that. I I don't like it. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> but hopefully their other flavors are better. Sorry guys. All right, now let's do an old school vape review of the Aspire CF Sub Ohm. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm sorry if some of what I'm describing doesn't translate without seeing the video, but I'll try to keep that in mind so that you know what I'm talking about. If you really want to see what I'm looking at, go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash vapepassion and look for the Vape Passion Show episode 76 to watch the video. So I bought this myself for, I, I don't know, I think it was $10 from vaporl.com. I think that's the, the website. Um, but anyway, this is a regulated tube mod from Aspire that came out sometime in late 2014. And it sold originally for around $45, I believe. As you can see, I got the gray model. It looks really nice. It's a carbon fiber tube mod, a regulated tube mod. So let's talk about some of the features. It has stainless steel endpoints, a metal button, carbon fiber coated tube, spring-loaded 510, safety venting holes in the bottom, and it comes in colors of black, red, blue, or gray. And this looks a lot like the Aspire CF Max that I talked about a few weeks ago, except for that this is much smaller and reasonable to carry around. 
It's 83 millimeters tall, which is about 5 inches, and is 22 millimeters in diameter, which means 22 millimeter tanks will look nice on it. It puts out a constant 4.2 volts of power and fires atomizers in the range of 0.3 to 1 ohm. This is called the sub-ohm, and it lives up to its name. It will pretty much only work with sub-ohm builds. It has a 2000 milliamp hour rechargeable battery, and you'll need an eco-style battery charger to charge this. You can't charge it using, using a USB. It also has all of your typical safety protections, such as overcharge protection and short circuit protection. There's no screen, only one button on here. You turn it on and off with five clicks of the firing button. All you do is screw in an atomizer and vape. And since this always pushes a regulated 4.2 volts, you will get more wattage depending on the build. For example, if you're running a 1.0 ohm build, you'll get about 17.6 watts. If you run a 0.3 build, you'll get about 58 watts. You can figure that all out using an Ohm's Law calculator, like the one from SteamEngine.org. One problem that I've heard about this device is that there's no indication that the battery is nearly dead. That's a pretty big problem because you never know when you need to charge it. It's not a safety issue, but it's a problem if it's the only device that you have and you've been using it all day. You'll just have to keep it charged all the time just to make sure that it doesn't die on you. So I'm going to put uh, as low as it can go. This is a 0.27 build. It says it can only do 0.3, but I, I heard that you, it will accept 0.2, so we'll try that out. Well, it fires it. Not hot at all. Very cool. So it takes a long time to ramp up on a build like that. It is like a mech mod, so if you want it to heat up quicker, you'll have to purge it first, uh, blowing into the device first. You get a much better hit that way. It puts out a, a decent amount of vapor, but it's very cool. So if you like a cold, colder vape, then you'll like it. And it works pretty much like a mech mod, really. A lot of people reviewed the CF Sub-Ohm, but it was originally paired with the Aspire Landis. From all of the reviews that I've seen, it got glowing reviews, and the device and tank combo uh, seemed to work perfectly together. When Grim Green reviewed this in November of 2014, he loved it. He described it as a large ego-style device that works like a mech mod, except that it pushes full power until the battery is dead. And I think that's the perfect description for this. It's basically an oversized vape pen that operates like a mech mod, except that your wattage doesn't drop as the battery dies. This was a really cool idea from Aspire. I don't know when Aspire stopped manufacturing these, but I would guess sometime between early to mid-2015, which means that the internal battery in this one is about two years old. Lithium-ion batteries only last about two to three years, even when they aren't used, which means that this device probably won't last much longer, and why I wouldn't recommend you go out and buy one, even if you find it for really cheap, unless you're comfortable knowing that it probably won't last much longer. I picked mine up for about $10, but I'm still seeing these being sold for around $40, which is outrageous. I can't believe companies would still sell this for the original price. But anyway, I'm happy with what I paid for it, and I'm glad that I got to try this out. I wish I had the Aspire Atlantis tank to go with it, but maybe I'll find one for really cheap somewhere down the line. All right, now let's do some DIY e-juice. So I'm gonna make Slaughter Pops from Lost Art Liquids. I tried to come up with an idea this week that would be fitting for the 4th of July, and my first thought was those bomb pop popsicles because they're red, white, and blue. Slaughter Pops is a take on the Otter Pop popsicles, so not the same thing, but Slaughter Pops taste pretty much like bomb pops, so that's why I'm going with it. Either way, it's a great flavor for the summer. Slaughter Pops is one of my favorite e-juices of all time. I love this stuff. It's actually pretty affordable too at about $13 for a 30 mil. Well, affordable as far as premium e-juice goes, but I want to save some money, so I'm going to see if I can make a DIY version for much cheaper. So I found two totally different recipes on eliquidrecipes.com, and we're going to make both of those to see which one is the closest match. I also still have a little bit of authentic Slaughter Pops left to see how they match up. Okay, so the first version we're going to make is called Slaughter Pop White Grape Clone. So this has Fuji Apple, Grape Soda, Lime Tahiti, and Sour from 
the Perfumer's Apprentice. The first one we're gonna use is Fuji Apple from Flavor Art. So it smells like a, pretty much like a green Jolly Rancher. And I'll be making a five milliliter total e-juice. So I need 2% of Fuji Apple, which will be about 0.1 grams. So not a lot of Fuji Apple. And now we're gonna use Grape Soda from Flavor West. And we'll be using that at 6%. So that is 0.3 grams. And that does smell like grape soda. All right, next up is Lime Tahiti Distilled from Flavor Art. And I'll be using this at 0.5%, which comes up to 0.25. It smells like a very strong lime, like lime rind. For example, when you're cooking and you shave a lime to shave off that lime rind, that's what it smells like. And the last one here is Sour from the Flavor Apprentice or the Perfumer's Apprentice. This is at 0.5%, which is 0.03 grams so not a lot of this just a hint just two drops and you go over 0 0.3 0 0.03 so you use either one or two drops if you're making a five mil which is all i'm doing just because this is a test i just want to test it before i make more of it okay now i need to use six percent nicotine i'm using 100 milligram nicotine so that is only 0.31 grams and 80 percent vg which will be 5.07 grams of vg in this mix and that's it there's the first one and now this one is titled lost art slaughter pops clone so this is the white grape version the last one was a version working off of the white grape but actually it had white grape in the name but it didn't actually use white grape so kind of confusing here but this one actually does have white grape in it okay so like the other one i'm only making five mils of this so it's a very small recipe but the percentages will be the same so um, whatever size you're making just do the same percentages not the same milliliters or grams just percentages you'll have to use a an e-juice calculator for that so first up double apple from capella that smells really good it smells like fuji apple actually it uh it's a uh, similar to a green jolly rancher flavor at, at least from the smell so i'll be using this at one percent translated to this size will be 0 0.05 grams so not a lot it's like three drops and then I'll be using Hard Candy from Flavor West. I'll be using this at 2.5%, which will be 0.13 grams in this one. Oh yeah, it smells a lot like Hard Candy. I can see that Hard Candy smell in there, but it also has a bit of a... It's really strong, like like alcohol maybe. Not a whole lot of either of those first two. And this last one is White Grape from Flavor West. And I'll be using this at a very high percentage, 15%, which equals 0.75 grams in this recipe. So there's a lot of white grape in this one. I can see how the other recipe uses grape soda in exchange for this one because they do smell very similar. This one smells like grape, but less like soda, but it still smells pretty sweet, kind of more like grape candy. So I'll be using 6% nicotine because I'm making a six milligram nicotine e-juice, which is 0.31 grams. Uh, and I'm using 100 milligram PG-based nicotine. And I'll be using 70% VG, which will be 4.42 grams, and 5.4% of PG, which which is 0.28 grams. Went over a little bit, 0.33. That's not much. Should be fine. All right, that's it. So I got to mix both of these up, and they should be good to go. First, let's see how they smell. So the first one I have is the Authentic Slaughter Pops. Ah, yeah, smells good. So next one is, what is this one? This is the White Grape version. It smells like popsicle, but not like the original Slaughter Pops. And let's see, this this is the grape soda version. It smells, it also smells different than the original, but still smells like a popsicle. So the first one I'm going to try is the white grape version. And I have that on the Icon RDA built at 0.24 ohms, 90 watts, on the K-Box 200. Yeah, it doesn't taste like Slaughter Pops, but it tastes like a popsicle. Not as sweet as Slaughter Pops for sure, but 
It does taste like a popsicle. That is really good. Okay, now we're going to do the grape soda version. And I have it on the Goon RDA on the K-Box 200. It's built at 0.25 ohms, 90 watts. That also tastes sort of like a popsicle. That, that popsicle flavor is definitely there, not like Slaughter Pops. Um, this one is not as good as the previous one. The white grape version is definitely better. I have read that both of these do get better with a little bit of steeping time, so they might taste a lot better after a week or so. Um, I'll probably give them another try then. But as for uh, Shake and Vape, the, the white grape version is definitely better. Grape soda is not so good as a Shake and Vape. Okay, now let's do the authentic version. Um, so I have the Cosmonaut RDA on top uh, of the K-Box 200, built at 0.31 ohms, 90 watts. Man, that is so good. Those two uh, DIY clones don't match up at all. Original Slaughter Pops is just so good and really, really sweet too, if you like sweet e-juices. Um, something, I would say that the white grape version is probably the closest and um, it might be even more close if I added some sweetener to it. I don't know, I might have to give that a try. But yeah, the, the two DIY versions really aren't very close at all to the, to the authentic. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. A battery explosion victim is suing Sony. So Thomas Masters, a man from South Carolina, suffered severe burns to his right leg in December 2016 after the battery exploded in his pocket. He's had to endure several surgeries and skin grafts. The battery was a spare that he kept in his pocket without a case or cover on it, where it contacted loose change or his keys, according to the complaint. This caused the battery to short and go into thermal runaway. Masters has since hired Chris Moore, an attorney working with a local law firm. They filed a complaint on June 19th against Sony, the manufacturers of the Sony VC VTC5 battery that he was using. The lawsuit claims that the batteries had manufacturing defects and did not comply with safety standards because they didn't have protective circuitry or internal temperature control. They claim that Sony knowingly sold the batteries with these issues. Chris Moore is also claiming that Sony sells large battery packs to Chinese distributors who break up the packs and repackage the batteries for resale to American vape shops. He said that Sony is responsible for knowing who is buying these battery cells and how they are being misused. This really sucks for Thomas Masters, the guy who suffered the burns. And I can see why he would want to sue Sony for this because I'm sure that he's pretty desperate after the cost of, of the surgeries and his inability to work, but I, I just don't see this lawsuit being successful. These batteries are not defective. That's how all 18650 uh, lithium ion batteries work. It's as far as the technology has come. There's nothing Sony can do about that. And then to expect Sony to know every place a battery has been and where it's going is just plain stupid. Not only that, the complaint confirms that the battery was given to Masters by a friend, so how could Sony stop that? And I'm not sure if you remember an announcement from Sony more than a year ago, but they specifically sent out legal notices to all vape shops selling the batteries that their batteries are not intended for personal use, they're, they're, and they're not authorized to be sold to consumers, and that vape shops should immediately stop selling them. I feel for the guy, but I think he's SOL. Okay, and now for those of you out there with fidget spinners, here are some fun tips on repurposing your fidget spinners for vaping. If you jumped into the fidget spinner craze like everybody has, and you're already over it like everybody is, I want to give you a couple of tips on repurposing your spinners in other ways. I've got two hacks for you. The first one is an atomizer stand. So most of the cheap spinners have holes on each arm of the spinner. The holes are the perfect size for a 510 connection at the end of the atomizer. And when you get a tank or an RDA on each side, you can spin the spinner for a fancy presentation of the gear. I know, that's cheesy. One drawback is that you'll need to keep an atomizer on all sides or else it'll tip. If you don't want it to spin or if you don't want it to tip, you can pop the finger caps off so that it sits flat and that will also open up an extra spot for another atomizer. Okay, the next hack 
is to use the middle spinner button in the fidget spinner on your coil spools. You just pop the buttons off the middle bearing and that's it. On the cheap plastic spinners, these are just caps that you can pop off with a screwdriver. On the higher quality spinners, the buttons screw together. So try unscrewing them before trying to pop them off so that you don't break it. This would be especially useful for those of you out there making Clapton coils. And just to be clear, this doesn't make the coil spool spin smoothly as if it's a, a fidget spinner because you can't put the bearing on the spool. But this will make holding the spool more comfortable on your fingers. So there you go. If you've already thrown your fidget spinners into your, the drunk drawer in your kitchen, here are two simple hacks for getting more use out of them. And here's something for you DIYers out there. BullCityFlavors.com is now selling community recipe packs. If you don't already know, BullCityFlavors.com is a well-known online shop for buying DIY flavor concentrates for making your own e-juice. They have a huge selection and really good prices too. If you can't find a flavor on eSigExpress.com or DIYVaporSupply.com, chances are that you'll find it on Bull City Flavors. Anyway, if you go to their site today, you'll notice a new item in their top navigation menu called Community Recipe Packs. These are recipe packs containing all of the flavors that you need to make recipes from some of the top DIYers in the community. For example, you'll find recipes from Verve, Chemist, Skittles Ninja, Daz Cole, Head and Clouds, Not Charles Manson, Enya Reklaw, and many others. And uh, this is a really cool new feature, and I, I think it's a great way for newer mixers to get started. When I find a recipe that I want to make, I hate spending time adding each flavor individually to my cart. Now I can add the whole recipe at once. Another cool feature is that you can unselect any flavors that you already have. That way you don't waste money that you don't need to. But something to keep in mind is that Bull City is throwing in a discount for buying the full recipe rather than removing some flavors. I've been wanting to make God Milk from Skittles Ninja and Pebbles from Not Charles Manson, so I'll probably pick those community packs up soon. Okay, that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 76. If you want to support this show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion, and I'm also on Facebook. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. If you want to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on vapepassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime or leave a comment on one of my videos. All right, I'll see you next week.